Good evening, everybody. Welcome back, and welcome to Tufshin Pei Base. We are going to actually continue with a series that we began in Elul, in uh, Tafshin Pei Aleph, when we were discussing the halachas of Tznias. And I'd like to continue that topic for another few weeks, another few shirim. We have so far discussed the Torah requirement for Tznias when making a bracha, that's that's the, the Isser to make a bracha when part of the body is uncovered and, or in front of someone who has a body part uncovered. And then we also discussed the obligation of Tznias as, number one, a defining quality of a Jewish uh, woman and the great divide between people who dress Tznias and who don't and how it radiates Kedusha and Tahara and create, clearly creates a place for Shechina in this world. And we also discussed that the Isser of Tznias is, um, derives from partially that it creates a michshel, it creates a stumbling block for people <clears throat> it causes, uh, just even by simply seeing, the Torah considers that to be an Isser, and anything that obviously comes after that is most certainly an Anavera, and more than that, the Torah just considers, by the, the mere fact that we see that the Torah considers just simply seeing a part of the body that's not meant to be seen, that's, that's meant to be covered, it's a, a kind of connection um, between the person being viewed and the person viewing, the man and the woman, and that itself is, impro- is improper, and therefore that also the Torah, we're, we're, while that might not be the person's intention, the Torah deems it incorrect and improper and a lack of sneeze. Now we, as far as the halachas is concerned, we've already discussed the halachas of neckline in the front, side, and back of the neck, and we've also discussed the need to wear a skirt that goes beyond the knees, uh, and that isn't too tight because the form of the legs need to be hidden. And we discussed in general the issue with tight clothing and a related problem that undergarments can't be visible as well. So now let's move on to the next section, and that is the topic of covering the legs below the knees, covering the legs below the knees, meaning the need to wear socks. Now, this is a fascinating topic because um, there are two approaches to this topic in halacha. Um, and both, it, it's just fascinating what the discussion is. It's, it's uh, essentially a question of translation, and that's why it's so interesting, a little unusual. There, there are two possible issues with revealing the leg below the knee, which we would call the shin. In Lashon Kaidish, every part of the body has a name, right? There's a Hebrew word for each body part. And in this particular instance, there's a bit of con- contradictory statements, both in Tanakh and in Chazal, how to describe the parts of the leg. The Gemara says that shoik be'isha erva. Shoik, that's a word to describe part of the leg, a shoik, is, is an erva, which means that it has to be covered. And if, if it's an erva, if the Gemara calls it an erva, that means it has the full Torah status of an erva, which would mean if someone makes a bracha, uh, when seeing an uncovered shaykh, that part of the leg, that's a brachal of atala, and you're over an avera, loisa say, and you know, you have all the, the full stringency of any other uh, part of the body. You, the same way you can't uncover the, um, you know, the, the neckline below the, the, below the, 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 the collarbone, or you can't uh, wear a sleeveless uh, shirt, you wouldn't be able to uncover the shaykh. It's equal. It's shaykh v'yishayar. But what's the shaykh? What does shaykh mean? <clears throat> Is it the top half of the leg, what we call the thigh, 
or is shaykh the thin, uh, the shin, right? Is uh, the 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 part below the knee until your your le- your your foot. And what other word is there then, if it refers to below the knee? Then what is the word that refers to above the knee? Right? How how do we differentiate? So this is this created quite a debate amongst the paiskim. Um, and a number of prominent Paiskim, beginning from hundreds of years ago, but even in, amongst contemporary Paiskim, it's a, it's a disagreement. And they maintain that shaykh means the shin, because the leg above the knee is referred to as yarech. So what we call the thigh is called the yarech. And the yarech typically is translated as the waist, but they say it means the waist down to the knee is the yarech. And from the, yarech, from the knee to the foot is the shaykh. And then, therefore, the Gemara says, shaykh bi'isha erva, so that means it needs to be covered, me'ikra hadin, which means the Torah requires it to be covered. And it has to be covered, as I said, just as much as the arm above the elbow has to be covered, and the, the, the chest, and every other part of the body, that needs to be covered. <clears throat> and would obviously not make any difference what the minikah makam would be. That wouldn't cast any, that wouldn't play any role. I mean, if the Torah requires it to be covered, then the minikah makam is not, not going to make any difference. This opinion was held by some earlier Paiskim and by a number of contemporary Paiskim as well. Uh, Reb Vosner Zatzal, who just passed away, and the Debrutzina Rav, which was the Rav of my grandfather's Rav, uh, and uh, the Chazanish also discusses it and declares it as Safik. The if, though, if we understand that shaykh means the thigh, which in other words, the area above the knee, and again, there's many contradictions. This is a fascinating, in, the, in uh, halachic terms, it's a fascinating discussion because there are proofs brought from every area of halacha, uh, from how we classify it in an animal, when it comes to what part you have to give a kayan. There's a lot of different ramifications of how, what's the shaykh and what's the yarech. It, ma- it makes many differences in halacha. So it's a, it's a fascinating discussion. But regardless... If the shaykh refers to the thigh above the knee, so then from the knee down is that not mentioned in the Gemara at all. And according to that opinion is where the discussion of what to do with the knee down is a question of minhig. And this is the opinion of the Mishnah Bura, that from the knee down is not what the Gemara is talking about. The Gemara is only talking about from the knee up, the thigh, that is erva, that has to be covered, and that is a bracha of atala, if you, may, you see it and you make a bracha. But from the knee down, is not discussed in the Gemara. That's that depends on Minig and many contemporary Paiskim, And this is this this is the mainstream opinion. Our Moshe Feinstein held like that. Aaron Cutler held like that, and it's largely accepted that that's the halacha. So that from the knee down is not uh, shaykh, and therefore it is only subjected to Minig to re, to require covering. Now the thing is, what's largely misunderstood is what does the Mishnah Bura mean when he says it's tali, it depends on Minig Hamakim. The Mishaburu writes that covering the knee down depends if darkon liyos mechusas ba'isa makam. If it's the derech, if it's normal for the leg from the knee down to be covered in that place. Now it seems to imply that if people walk around without socks in that place, then there's no obligation to cover the legs. But here's what the Mishaburu actually means. This is what he's talking about. What he means is he's talking about a place where women and men don't wear socks or shoes. He's talking about the people who lived in the more desert, rural desert climates where it simply wasn't, uh, people just walked around barefoot. Uh, that was the, because of uh, comfort, practicality, climate, all those things contributed that that was just the way everybody dressed. Nobody wore shoes and nobody wore socks. You walked around barefoot. 
And that's what he's saying, that it's, it's considered a part of a body that's normal to be uncovered, because everybody walks around with it uncovered, and it's like the arm up to the elbow, which was just normal to be uncovered. It's not, not, no, no one covers it, and that's why it's not... Uh, that's why in a place like that, you don't have to cover the shaykh, the, the, the shin, from the knee down. What we can't derive from this mishtabura is that in places where women don't cover their legs because they don't make an effort to be tzniyazdeg at all, right? In other words, if women who wear uh, skirts above the knee and they wear short sleeves or no sleeves, or they wear very tight clothing or they expose their neckline, then the fact that they don't cover their, le- their legs below their knees doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't demonstrate anything. It's just a, a, it's a function of a lack of tzniyaz. And it doesn't create any kind of minikamakim. The only way a minig would be able to be established in this context is like what the Mishabur is talking about is if we're all women, Sneas and non Sneas Digga women, were to walk around with their legs uncovered, which would only be kind of in the kind of situation that the Mishabur is describing, where that's that just what's normal for the place that you live in due to the climate, due to the situation, and that's a practical thing to do. And that almost doesn't exist anymore today because uh, we don't live in villages in Africa. We live in, in developed areas, and people don't walk around barefoot. It's not practical. It's not normal. Um, and even, even uh, in, in our typical society today... Uh, if you dress formally, it's a given that you put on stockings. That's part of uh, formal attire. Even for people that are not sneeze, if you want to dress formally, you, you, you wear stockings. And that demonstrates that that's considered elegant dress and refined dress to wear socks or stockings. And not wearing stockings or socks is associated either with casual dress, as like kind of like wearing shorts, or it's associated with not sneeze dress. So it doesn't form any kind of minigamakim. What we could derive from this Mishdebrua, though, and this is an important point, an interesting point, what we could derive from this Mishdebrua is that what is an acceptable covering for the legs? And that's an important distinction. There's a discussion of how sheer um, stockings can be. Now, in truth, this discussion of how sheer they can be uh, is really an applicable discussion to any article of clothing. Uh, you know, any clothing that's too sheer and c- you can see the color of the skin behind it is a, uh, obviously a problem with sneeze and is a fascinating source for this in the Gemara, a very unusual source. The Gemara talks about Rabbi Lazar ben Kharsim. Rabbi Lazar ben Kharsim was a Kayin and he lived in the time of the Beis HaMikdash and was apparently very wealthy and his mother uh, created Big Day Kahuna for him. Now Big Day Kahuna, the, the clothing that the Kahanim wore to serve at the Beis HaMikdash were made out of linen. Now, it wasn't just regular linen threads. It was very thick linen. Each strand, let's look at your clothing, each strand of thread, each thread was, uh, was um, tripled in six times. There were six threads uh, wound together for each single strand. So it was a very thick uh, linen garment, the Kainim's clothing. But his mother paid 20,000 gold coins to get such an elevated, such, such a refined linen that it was so uh, pure, I don't even understand exactly what this means, but that it was almost see-through. And he put it on, and it was an extraordinarily expensive, big dekuna, but it says his brothers, the Kahanim, all men, right? The, the Kahanim was, all, it was a man, man thing. They didn't let him wear it because it looked like he wasn't wearing clothing. And the Gemara says that even though it's even though it was very thick, but it was see-through. You could see the color of his skin the same way you can see the color of wine through a decanter. So, you know, this is even for a man. They didn't allow him to walk around like that uh, when, when the clo- clothing was sheer 
because it could show the color of the skin. So obviously, there is a, a sheer clothing is most certainly not sneeze. But when we talk about the legs, here we could derive minigamaka, meaning to say that in a place where it's considered sneezedig to wear stockings, even if they are see-through, they're, you know, or somewhat see-through, that's enough. Now, obviously, if it's ultra sheer, that is basically not doing anything, you know, if anything is just making your legs look more uh, eye, uh, eye-catching, then it's not doing anything. But as long as it's doing something, that will be very much depend on minigamakim. So if you're in Meishar, you live in Meishaarim, so over there, you know, minigamakim is it's considered priestess dig unless you wear bulletproof stockings. But if you live in other places, then the minigamakim can determine what Sinias women wear to cover their legs, and it can be very, it can be sheer, but it will still be considered pr- appropriate for a Sinias digger woman. So that is one thing you could derive from what Mishnah Buru is saying. But to, to say that there is such a concept of a minigamakim not to wear stockings that just simply doesn't exist in our society because it's just a function of not being sneezing. So in, in, uh, in summary, the, it, it, it's very clear that if a person wants to be tsunua, they do need to wear socks or stockings and cover their whole leg. And once the leg needs to be covered, it needs to be covered totally. So wearing um, leggings and then socks, and if there's part of your leg that's exposed, that's not it's not going to work. It's the same like wearing a low neckline or wearing your 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 you know sleeve above your elbow. It, it, once it has to be covered, it has to be totally covered. And it can it's it's not it's certainly not the approach of a bentaira to walk around without stockings. But it's also according to halacha, if a person wants to consider themselves a tsunua the legs do need to be covered below the knees.